Hello, everyone. Before we start, I would like to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting um, just by listening. Um, I do want to inform you that I currently have a GoFundMe campaign. It's called Courtney's Knee Recovery. I suffered a torn ACL from a simple slip and fall, and it made me... uh, unfortunately bedridden for months and I'm currently bedridden now um I'm starting to get uh I'm starting to get healed I am starting my physical therapy soon and I would like to make sure that uh I said this because I do need the help unfortunately I am in a nursing home rehabbing my knee and my foot because um, it, it's also had damage too due to that fat nerve damage and so I have a GoFundMe um, I'm in a nursing home I also have an apartment but I don't have the funds to uh, pay my portion of rent unfortunately and that sucks because of the fact that my health care sucks as well so again please go to GoFundMe Courtney Knees Recovery um Thank you so much. Every dollar is appreciated. Thank you. Hi everyone. This is Courtney and I want to talk about the uh I want to talk about something that occurred yesterday. There was a lot of things going on, but I want to talk about this specific topic that is not new. Um it's long ongoing because of the fact that everyone's environment is different. Everyone doesn't see others' culture uh, in a deep perspective where they can understand as to why one's group can be offended by something. And so trying to educate one person about an entire culture of uh, when it comes to hairstyles or fashion, it it gets me worked up to a point where I just don't want to explain things, you know, and even though I'm doing this, a particular topic where me explaining via text, whether it's through social media or just texting someone, uh, you know, by phone is the worst for me. And it gets me to a point where I immediately just redraw, redraw from it and, just I just distract myself for uh, from this you know just certain topics where I don't want to work myself up and so uh, there was this um, thing that happened the other day actually it was like it, it happened two days ago but um so what happened was on the, on the 18th, there was an article came out uh, via the New York Post, and it was this fashion brand that had a that had a uh, runway show, and what it did was that what what this fashion brand did, they took 
lace front wigs that was made into cornrows. And they put it on their male models specifically and somewhat basic they basically uh placed them halfway on their foreheads where their hair the hairline of the lace front is more is basically towards their brows a little bit more than where you know a standard hairline will be and so from what i see obviously it, you know fashion is art expressing it and trying to display it so you can display your clothes your brand and possibly get the money you know what i mean but because of how they how they did this just like any other fashion brand it doesn't matter which house and it doesn't matter if you're uh, a big brand or a small brand when you have a brand that is trying to do something different and not understanding that certain things you pick um, without, you know, unbeknownst to you, you're not um, thinking about the culture and you're not thinking about things that, you know, that will affect a group, you know. There's a lot of brands that will do these, their runways and they will, um, they'll try to put it in a different perspective where they're so-called embracing art and embracing their fashion and they will offend groups. One particular, they put hijabs one, one, uh, one time, I forgot which brand, which house, but, uh, they did that and not knowing that it will, you know, offend the Muslim community and it did. They also do a lot of things, you know, that will offend any other group. And this particular brand did uh, a couple uh, the other day. Uh, it's a Japanese fashion brand. It's called Comedic Garcon, and I might be saying it wrong. They did their menswear pre- presentation in Paris. This is what New York uh, Post says, but. Uh, you know, Twitter, you know, blew it up to make it where it's, you know, everyone is like, whoa, what is going on? And so what it is is that the way how they have these models, the majority of these male models are white. And so they put the, you know, these medium to large size uh, wigs on that has cornrows and they put them on their heads. And they, you know, just to just put it as part of the art that they have. And so they did it again. Oh, okay. So in this article, they said that in 2018, the Comé de was also accused of avoiding working with black models, which I think... You know, a lot of these brands they used to do that. They, they would do the majority was all males, uh, not all males, all white models, and most of them idolized after Twiggy, who was part of the the '60s brand. You know, she was like the first like 
model that got praised for her size and her uh, look. And then, you know, everyone started to do, you know, they started to get supermodels like Janice Dickinson and all that other stuff. And so, but then the 80s and the 90s started to, you started to see a lot of color, but not so much to a point where they're all in the forefront. Like in terms of color, you will see Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, and then you will see some others uh, that came up. All of a sudden, you know, you got Giselle Bouchon and Adriana Lima, Alexandria Ambrosia, and and uh, Alec Weck, and uh, you know, there was a lot of people. And there's a lot of houses that that will prefer a certain look, a certain way, and so this particular brand did that. They did the oversized wigs, and then two years ago they avoided working with black models. So yeah, and of course the brand they they apologize I think, but uh, it you know it's too much. Uh, one, one particular person I'm not gonna say their name. He, it's a guy, he was like, okay, not to be insensitive here, but if some people complain about cornrows being culturally appropriated, along with dreadlocks, are people who do not naturally have straight hair accused of cultural appropriation if they give themselves a perm? I am legitimately asking out of ignorance rather than just being an idiot right here for once. I was like, okay. Gotta explain, gotta explain the context of hair, especially for black people, to another white person. And that is just, it's too much to a point where I don't even want to talk about it. But, you know, it worked me up. And I, and this is what I said. And it's, you know, I said, so when Asians and Caucasians get a perm, it's not appropriating black culture. For decades, black people had to use relaxers, which is which we call perms, to relax our hair to make it presentable for white people in working environments and society. Now, you know, it depends on who you are. You know, every individual is not the uh, every individual has different types of hair, especially when it comes to black people. We can go from coily, which is like, you know, the typical, uh, not typical. The presentable uh, curly hair that y'all see to the point where it can get kinky where you see the the so-called afro type, the nappy hair type. And, uh, you know, for decades and for generations, we use relaxers to straighten our hair to make sure that white people wouldn't be afraid of our hair. Whether it's dreadlocks, cornrows, box braids. Or even afros, you know, the way how we present our hair because we love it and it's stylish and all of that other stuff to uh, stereotypical or not stereotypical, but you never know. But I'm going to say it like that, a stereotypical white person who never seen, you know, someone's hair so different from theirs because their hair is either frizzy, fine, or curly themselves, they're like, whoa. What is what is this? What is that? You know, their naivete comes out and it's like, you know, they 
they get so curious about things to a point where they want to touch stuff. Where it's like no one wants you to touch. Like I wouldn't want nobody touching my hair like that. You know what I mean? And if I can touch your hair because your hair can get greasy and oily and you have to wash it every day or every other day, then I don't want you to uh, touch my hair. You know what I mean? And so uh, when you see white people or Asians getting their hair because of the fact that, again, the majority of their hair is fine, meaning that it's bone straight, um, they get perms where they want the curly hair sometimes. So that way uh, they can have volume and uh, it can fit their their face frame a bit. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's that side of what they do when it comes to getting perms. Caucasians and Asians getting perms does not affect black culture, in my opinion. In a sense where they're trying to look black. That's not their uh, goal. And that's, in my opinion, and what I see when when I see, uh, you know, Asians and whites getting their hair permed. I don't see them saying, oh, okay, I'm going to be black this time. That doesn't sound right. And it doesn't look right. Um, but in terms of effect, affecting black culture... Um, it's not appropriating the culture per se. Like it's not saying it's not saying that, but it is a hypocrisy, especially with the Asians, where they uh, sell it to us, sell hair and hair products to us for them to have profit, where we can look presentable for them or for society in general for us to get a job and keep a job and all that stuff. And it's just, it's so much. I, I'm telling, I told this person to, in my opinion, in terms of modern day, Good Hair by Chris Rock, as much as he can explain it in a way where he has a bunch of, you know, like, uh, actresses and entertainers talking about their perspective of black hair or good hair, you know, that... Good Hair, the documentary, is probably the best interpretation of what I think white people need to watch. Um, but it doesn't, it's not, it, it's, it gives you a perspective of what we think of good hair is. And it gives you the... It gives you the chance to understand as to what we have to go through for you to feel like, okay, they look like us, quote-unquote. But uh, I just wanted him to watch that. And he says, so his follow-up question after I told him that was that, so anybody should be able to rock any hairstyle without a problem, yes? And then I told him, just watch the movie. And he said, I'll give it a shot soon. Trying to educate myself here. But I am of the personal opinion that anybody should be able to have any kind of hairstyle of their personal choice. Either everything is okay or nothing is okay. 
So we have this typical uh, cancel culture thing now where if you wore something, you merely canceled. I understand his perspective where hair is fair game. It doesn't matter. But he needs to understand, you know, because he's a, he's a white guy. He needs to understand that um, hair presents itself with pride. It presents himself with uh, with validation that you look good and all that, and that's what we see, right? And it's been like that for it's been like that for centuries. In terms of, it doesn't matter where you were. It doesn't matter if you were in Africa, uh, South America, Europe. Even, I mean, come on now, Asia, you know, we present ourselves uh, with hair the way how, you know, it showed us our rank or class, all of it. And it, we, cornrows in general, like, is part of black culture, um, the way how we present ourselves with it, the way how people look at us with it, whether they don't like, whether they like it or don't, I just think that, you know, that whole, like, you know, everyone can do whatever they want type thing, it's true, but you have to be aware if you are and you need to respect that space of culture if I wore a home book which is a Korean uh, traditional clothing and I was just like fuck it I'm just gonna wear a home book Koreans would have been like and, and I was an entertainer or personality anything Koreans would have been offended as fuck. Like, why are you wearing this and you don't understand the meaning of it? You don't understand what, it, what, how we wear it. You don't understand why, why it's, you know, personal for us. If I wore a kimono, if I wore, um, you know, a hijab in a sense where, because of the fact that, you know, in religious respect or whatever, and I was just like, F it, you know, I mean, raps in, in, in black culture, too, is part of it anyway. But in the sense of that, you know, in the sense of that representing the Muslim community, if I wore a hijab and just was like, and, and did something with it, they would have been offended, too. Like, anything that offends the POCs, a.k.a. the people, you know, the, the people of color, whether it's Asians uh, Muslims, you know, Middle East, uh, and even, you know, the, uh, Native Americans and the, uh, Hispanic community, if I wore anything, whether it's hair or clothing, and didn't give a fuck about the culture, their culture, I just wore it because I felt like it, I would have offended their group, I would have offended their legacy, their culture, their history, all of it. The fact that the fair game part, because everyone can, you know, wear whatever they want, 
You got to be aware. It's like saying, like, if, you know, any type of word that offends a group, uh, whether you're gay, straight, or a uh, person of color, any any uh, word that's, that, that is negative to that, to that group, that's like saying, oh, I can say whatever I want and don't give a fuck. It's, you can't, you gotta be, you just gotta be, you gotta have common sense and you gotta be civil and you just gotta understand that it affects a certain group. And that you have to respect that what represents that group or what offends that group. You can't say it or you can't wear it or you can't appropriate the culture without giving just, you know, without giving respect to it or, you know, something in that, in that realm, um, I just think that, especially when it comes to black people here and how we wear it and how we show it, it you know, just all that other stuff. I just think that uh, the white community needs to, those that those that know what's up, I feel like. They need to teach their brothers and sisters of what's going on. But also, if you're going to learn from another group, understand that this is what's going on. And you cannot challenge that whatsoever. So yeah, that's what that's my take on what's going on. Um, I feel like I need another voice in this subject matter so I'm gonna try to get somebody on hopefully tomorrow if not or down the line this week um thank you so much for tuning in thanks bye